Alright, we're on for the um, the Surprise Lake Middle School Principal's Office podcast, and I am here with the elusive Mr. Parsons that uh, uh, for our... That was terrible, already. Already a terrible start, so you can only do better than that. Can you introduce yourself and your background and our time in our district, Mr. Parsons? Yeah, but I'd like to uh, answer that by posing yet a question to you. What is so elusive about me, Mr. Bettis? You know, this podcast, man, I don't know how many times I tried to beg and plead you because we have such quality conversations that the world should be able to enjoy, and yet you have been avoiding me. Yeah, this is called the season finale. People wait for this. People, <laughs> you build finale. slow for the best, uh, you know I mean, what I'm talking we got to keep these viewers interested. Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to have to put this one, and maybe that's how we wrap up the year. We'll have a big assembly, and we just play it for all the kids. I think that that would be thrilling. Skip field day. They don't need it. That's, bril- that's brilliant, Mr. Parsons. Um, a little background. Um, starts on a dark and stormy night, October 25th, <laughs> 1981. English teacher. Almost right. born in the car. You were born in a car? I'll skip ahead a little bit. Okay. So, um... Went to Olympic College in Bremerton. I, I graduated up in North Kitsap. I lived in Paulsbo. Um, got an associate's at Olympic College. Moved to Tacoma. Bachelor's degree in psychology. Took a year off. Went back to school and got a master's in education. Really? So you were a psych- I could totally. I could talk to you about my problems. I could. I could totally do that. I'm here for you. A, bachelor, <laughs> a bachelor's degree in psychology. When did you decide to go teaching route? And why? Um, after studying psychology, I kind of learned that the routes that were ahead of me weren't practicing a whole lot of what I was interested in with psychology, which was working with people. It was a lot of research and uh, working with paper, not people. And so uh, my dad was a school teacher, and I, I just figured I could do more psychological work in the classroom than I actually could with the degree that I was getting. So I kind of shifted gears there and went into education. Gosh, that's a total thing. You know what? The thing I see about that um, is, do you know that John Garrett, by the way, was also uh, a psychology major? I did not know yeah, that. That's a little piece of nugget of information for you. I've learned in the podcast. You would know that if you would listen to his podcast. Oh, people listen to this podcast? Yes, people oh, listen interesting. to this one. Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? so much. Um, but anyway, the psychology thing, I, I find it fascinating. Like, kids are so neat. They're like a puzzle to figure out. That's the kind of the psychology piece. Why do you think the way you think? And that's an interesting thing. So yeah. I can see that totally the same. Time in our district. How long have you been here? This is my third year. I've been teaching for seven years. I did uh, student teaching in um, the Bethel district, and then I taught at Chief Leshai for a um, handful of years, and then I've been here for the last three and it's the greatest decision you ever made. It is. Totally. This is this is a great school district, great school. I love the subject I teach, love the kids. You love the principal. The principal's all right. Oh, he's, you know, he's, he's, right. he's a pretty good dude. Well, see, I often do this one. So number two is when did you decide to work in education, um, which was something I already just asked you. So we're going to move to question number three, which is, what is one thing the students would be surprised to find out about you? Uh, I think... Um, I, I play guitar in a, a Van Morrison cover band, and so they might be interested to know that they could come to a show and see me play guitar. You don't tell um, that to kids? You don't know? I mean, I mean I've, I've shared that with some kids. I don't know if they know that I'm actually in a band. I think they just, most of them know I play guitar. I don't promote shows to my students. Um, when I was in high school, I had the uh, opportunity to create a recording class, and they submitted it as a... Uh, 
there's a contest from the Grammy Foundation to find out uh, some of the most interesting school programs around the nation, and our school happened to win uh, a Grammy Award. And so the Grammy Foundation came out my senior year, and we put on a concert for them. And so at my high school, there's still a Grammy Award, and we got $10,000 for the music program. So I think the students might be interested to know that... That you've won a Grammy? That, well, I didn't personally okay, win the Grammy, what? but I did have a hand on it. Listen, man, you never... You always sell yourself short. you got to tell kids... And actually, this is the official stance that, that uh, Mr. Parsons has won a Grammy because he's a rock star. You uh, can tell by his hair that he's a rock star. Yes, uh, a humble... A, a humble, humble rock, rock star. star, yes. That's where we differ, my friend. Uh, what makes a good day at school for you? Good day at school is a solid lesson plan that I'm proud of, and um, I know it's good when the kids are engaged. So if kids are interested in the lesson, they're working through it, and uh, asking lots of questions, that's a good day um, when I know that the kids are entertained with the lesson and engaged in the lesson. Um, yeah. Right, I've been in this classroom a hundred times, and I've never been in your class where kids are not like consistently asking questions. So when you say it's a good day at school, that sounds like a normal day at school for you. So, what do you ever have a bad day? Do you ever have one of those where it's oh, just absolutely. a stinker? Yeah, um, I think the bad days are when I feel like I'm getting through some content that maybe is less engaging, um, and so you're struggling to make it entertaining for the kids. And sometimes kids just, you know, haven't. Um, found the value in a certain skill that I'm teaching them poetry we just got done with the unit in poetry and that's tough for a seventh grader to appreciate the art form of poetry and so do you sometimes appreciate, I got a catch do you appreciate the art form of I, poetry I do now but I didn't when I was their age <laughs> okay. and so it's easy for me to look out and go just trust me on this one don't don't give up on this concept because you might be able to appreciate it if you just bear with me through this lesson. So, cool. um, yeah, you know, there's ups and downs, but uh, I, you're right. For the most part, I wouldn't be in this job if I didn't enjoy most days at school. Cool. All right. What's the best thing about being a teacher? Best thing about being a teacher is um, probably impacting so many lives. I mean, you think about the hundreds of lives, thousands of lives that you could uh, impact throughout a career. And I just don't think a lot of people have that opportunity. And so um, I think it keeps you young, um, keeping in contact with different generations of kids. You're always of the now of what's going on. Um, and I think it's it's great to be able to just kind of impact the future of where things are heading for our country and that you get to be a part of that, um, that process of, of changing the future. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That's the um, if you do the math of um, of how many students you know. Like actually, just just earlier today, we were out clearing out plaques from the library, trying to organize things for. You know, we're going to have to consolidate a little few things, and we were looking at these names of students from two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three, and it's like I know that kid. I remember that. Kid. That was such a great kid. So you got to think. From your from on on your end of things, the the amount of students that you have interacted with, how many of them will remember you forever? You know what I mean. And sometimes positively, sometimes negatively. For you, it was probably all positive, but there was a few kids that probably didn't like me. But the regardless of that, you have you've made an impact. And that was one cool thing that was when I was a high school teacher, I'd have students that I went, that would come in and go, Oh, Mr. Bettis, thank you so much. I, I, I'm a way better person now because you're so hard on me. And I'm like, man, I thought that kid hated me. So, um, yeah, I, that, that I'm, I'm on, I'm on the same 
road as you, Mr. Parsons. When I was a kid walking around you know, with my dad, we'd have a 40-year-old come up to him in the grocery store and be like, your dad's the greatest man ever and he changed my life. And so I think early on realizing how much teachers can impact people and that it would stick with people well into their adulthood and still remember that one day that, that he said that one thing that changed the course of their life for a positive. And so that was definitely inspirational as far as making the decision to get into teaching as a career. All right. It's a hard one to top. Now, what's the last book you read? Last book I read. Uh, currently, you recommended this book. It's sitting on my desk right in front of us, The Pitfalls of Reform. So I got through the introduction of that, and I've been kind of skipping around on that. Um, but not finished with it yet, so I don't have much to say. Um, I read a short story book called The Story of Your Life by Ted Chang. He's a local author. Um, I read a lot of short stories because between, you know, when you're teaching, it's tough to get through a book. And um, I'm also reading a nonfiction book about postmodern philosophy. It's just called postmodernism. Postmodernism, yes, really? It's a it's pretty heavy duty stuff. What excites you about being in education right now? I think there's a lot of big changes coming up with environmental issues, um, making uh, things equitable for genders, races, um, and I think that there's a, a big change in culture right now in a positive shift. And I think it's cool to be able to see young generations in. Uh, the way that they're approaching these these kinds of issues. And so I think that's really exciting to see those changes in culture and be at the forefront of it. Um, but also I just think it's where I'm at is I'm teaching the subject I want to teach in a district I like to teach at, in a school I like to teach at. And so uh, I'm just, I'm happy to be where I'm at right now. I think that's the most exciting part about education for me right now. Cool. All right, my man. What's your one piece of advice for a student? One piece of advice would be, uh, how do I want to put this? Don't don't cut off your options. I have a lot of kids. I mean, I'll go back to the, the poetry example. You know, I don't like poetry. Don't make your mind up about what you do or do not like. Don't, don't close off avenues for yourself. Um, keep all options open because you don't want a decision you make at 12 to affect your decision at 18 or 40 years old. So keeping all options open, cool. I think it would be the best advice I could give. Perfect. Hi, man. That was pretty famous. Thank you.